0: Number One Talk Station,
1: VoiceAmerica.com VoiceAmerica.com welcomes you to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Now here's the host and founder of Rack and Roll Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz.
2: Good morning everybody, happy Valentine's Day, happy Valentine's Day. And today, because it is Valentine's Day, we have... A cosmetic dentist by the name of Michael Cosden, who offers oral care in an oasis of comfort. Welcome, Michael. Hi, Hi. good morning. See, I'm not your publicist now. I'm an on-air host, so it's a different kind of personality. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you can handle
3: that. I've uh, got all the personalities.
2: Oh, God. Well, <laughs> you know, it's um, it, it's a good thing. It makes me do many things. But um, listen, um, I, I'm very excited to have you on the air, and I want to talk about kissing today. Oh, because, great. You know I, And I want to call you Dr. Kiston, but your name is really Dr. Cosden. <laughs> but because you and I have gone through the many, many important reasons, particularly on a romantic day or romantic occasion, like Valentine's Day, uh-huh. why your smile and your breath and your mouth can really make or break a romance, can it? Oh, it
3: can, absolutely.
2: Okay, I mean, you know, you and I talked about several reasons why, um, but breath can be a killer. I mean, people who have, like, bad breath... I mean, they could be gorgeous. They could be beautiful. I mean, they could be, you know, absolutely a romantic dream. But if they smell bad, what happens?
3: Well, you, you know, it really could be a deal breaker for some. And uh, having bad breath is one of those things that a lot of people, when they have breath, bad breath, really don't realize it, that they can't really smell it themselves. And I know. They, <laughs> it's the funniest thing. They go through life and they have not a clue. And it's one of those awkward situations bringing that up to somebody and letting them know that their breath is not as pleasant as it should be. But you have to, uh, though,
2: Michael. I mean, you're a medical professional. I mean, isn't it kind of your job? I mean, you know, I mean, do you say that to people sometimes?
3: Well, you know, rather than telling them that, I think what we would do is suggest ways for them to improve their breath without really bluntly saying that they have bad breath. You you don't want to scare someone away or hurt their feelings.
2: Right. No, I guess that's true.
3: (laughs) Or lose a patient, for that matter.
2: (laughs) You have to have a certain amount of diplomacy and etiquette. Um, But, you know, away from the dentist chair, you know, people really have to be mouth-aware. And I want to just say that um, Dr. Cousin is one of the best cosmetic care, you know, cosmetic dentists, in the California, in the Los Angeles area he has beautiful offices both in Burbank and Thousand Oaks and if anybody wants to improve their appearance with you know out having any kind of invasive kinds of procedures
3: perhaps considering some
2: touch up work on the teeth is the best way to go
3: right absolutely i mean it's really you know our smile is the center of our face it would draw, it really is what draws people in you know when we're talking with people, we look at their eyes, and then we look at their smile and kind of just go back and forth subconsciously. And, uh, you know, an attractive smile makes volumes about you and your image, and it tells other people about you.
2: It so. really does. It really does. Let's talk about some different kinds of smiles.
3: Oh, great. Okay. okay.
2: I, mean, this is your <laughs> I mean, I know this is your area of expertise, um, but let's talk about different kinds of smiles. I okay. mean, you know, I mean, because you are you know, a cosmetic dentist and you've gone to, you've had advanced education, you know, to really make you an academic expert in this arena, um, when a, you could tell when a person is smiling naturally or if they're
3: really tense, right? Absolutely. Okay. You could just tell by looking at their eyes and just the facial muscles, if they're straining or if it's a natural smile and, or if it's an inviting smile or something a little bit more contrived.
2: Okay, and, you know, a lot of people, you know, who are who are tense are going to look like they're gritting their teeth when they're
3: smiling. Right, half-heartedly smiling.
2: How far, Right, that's right, exactly. So what would, you know, if you do, what kind of work would you do on a person that probably isn't feeling very confident about their smile? And that's probably part of the reason why they're always, always uptight. They look in the mirror every day and they're really not quite happy with what they see.
3: Yeah, you know what, it's it's amazing because a lot of, you know, we're born with our smile and it's one of the, in today's age, everybody is so into improving their appearances and there's so many, you know, Botox and all these plastic surgeries, but really improving your smile is one of the easiest things to do. And uh, what I offer at my practice is porcelain veneers, which are thin shells of porcelain that go on the front of your teeth that can correct a whole variety of... Um, uh, bad areas of your teeth. You know, you can really restore youthfulness. Um, If if someone has chipped teeth or crooked teeth, stained teeth, a veneer is a really easy procedure to fix that. And uh, the exciting thing is it's immediate gratification. It can be done in just two short appointments. And, um, you know, most of the celebrities you see in the movies and on TV have had uh, dental veneers done. And, you know, we look at them, and if they're done properly, they look so natural that you would think that these people were born with them.
2: Right, and, you know, can you control how white they are? Like, some people want to have it, like, really bright white, but some people might not want to have it that white.
3: Absolutely. You know, when, when we do make the veneers, what we do is we sit down and uh, I, I spend about an hour or so with my patients and just talk to them and show them different smiles, and we take a whole bunch of photographs of their face, their lip line, their eyes, and we really want to custom. Taylor smile for them He's not, One smile doesn't fit everybody Everything is, Everyone's smile is unique And uh, yeah, color is one of the Major issues that we sit down and talk about And you know From my experience, most people want really white teeth
2: Yeah, they do I mean, I could tell you as a person that's been in the model industry, yeah, people really, really want white teeth. Although, I have to say that, you know, depending on what your age is and everything, you know, you have to be realistic in what's natural. I mean, if you're 70 years old, it would be really weird and fake looking if you had really bright, bright, bright white teeth.
3: Exactly. I mean, you don't want to look, you don't want to overdo it.
2: Right. Like, you know, we'll talk about the presidential elections a little later, but you and I have discussed the fact that McCain, you know, has a really good honest smile, but his teeth look like his age.
3: Oh, yeah, the scotch yellow. <laughs> scotch yellow! <laughs> <laughs> and, but, you, know, the, you know, the unfortunate thing is, is that some people who are young in their 20s and 30s are born genetically born with teeth that are really, really yellow. You know, they don't smoke, they don't drink coffee, and it's just the enamel, that's how it formed, just like our skin tone. Some of us have darker skin than others, and it's the same thing with teeth. And, um, you, you know, it's just one of those things that's easily fixed and can make a huge difference in someone's life.
2: No, it really can. Well, listen, we're here on Valentine's Day. That's why I have Super Cosmetic Dentist to the Stars, Michael Cosden. Um, talk about, I want to talk about the environment. You're a pioneer in, um, Sort of a new approach to the medicine business. Um, you walk in the door and you're greeted by garden, fresh smell of flowers, and the soothing sound of a gentle waterfall. And um, people might think that they're in a spa rather than in a dentist office. And being at your Thousand Oaks office, I was really quite impressed with what you've done there. Oh, thank you. You know, I you know, for anybody that cringes, uh, you know, over the word dentist because of you know dental experiences that were not pleasant, I think that, Michael, you have gone, you know, really, you know, a long way in improving the environment, and, um, you know, everybody, we congratulate you for that. You oh, walk I really in there. appreciate it. Why don't you talk about your vision and how you implemented it and what inspired you and where you got your, you know, your wall decor from so that people can hear how much you've actually put into the environment. Well, you know,
3: it, it, you know I appreciate it. Um, I spent a lot of time, you know, in my new office, <clears throat> Excuse me, really sitting down and, and thinking of a vision of how I wanted to make the experience of going to a dentist. You know, most people, when they hear the word dentist, their body just automatically tenses up, their heart, their blood pressure starts going up. And, you know, all of this can be attributed to horrible experiences we had when we were younger and um, just the whole dental office environment. And, you know, when I built my new office a couple years ago, I wanted to completely think outside the box and do something that's really never been done before. And um, what I did was I, I created an environment that's really a zen, spa-like environment. And um, when you walk in the front door of my office, you immediately hear, you're just, your senses are overwhelmed. You're, you hear the waterfalls that I have inside the office, the rushing water, which is very calming and soothing. And as you mentioned, you know we have fresh flowers delivered every week in the office, and um, we have burning candles and incense. But more importantly, when you walk in the office, you feel like you're at a Four Seasons Hotel or a Ritz-Carlton. You don't walk in thinking, oh, my God, I'm at the dentist. That's and really true. every step of the way, you know, I have I, – we searched all over Asia, and we got all this original art, Buddhas, and different types of Asian original pieces throughout the office, and there's nothing in that office that says dentistry. At all. So when you go there, you know, we really have just created a completely different-looking spot. And, you know, people actually joke around and say, hey, can I come here and hang out? It's just a really nice spot. And I, every time I walk into my office, I just get excited. Well, you and, did. Uh,
2: you really, relaxing. you are one of those people who are to be congratulated because you really gave a lot of thought to your vision. And, you know, you sort of made your visions and dreams come true. And that's always the formula for a great business. It's just pumping the people in now. Absolutely. You know, and it's a fairly new office, but, you know, you know, you also give other treat. You have, you know, paraffin hand treatments to relax people. You know, you have the full flat-screen TVs. So within the fairly short sessions of, let's say, having a veneer, you know, veneers done, I mean, you could
3: just watch your favorite movies and it's done. Oh, absolutely. You know, we really treat our patients like guests, and... Um, Everybody gets VIP treatment at my office, whether they're coming in, like you mentioned, for a veneer or for just a regular teeth cleaning and exam. You know, we have a licensed massage therapist on staff, uh, and she comes in and will do a paraffin hand wax treatment, which really just helps relax you. And she'll also work on your legs and your arms just to kind of get your nerves to calm down a little bit. And, you know, we offer warm towels. We have blankets. Um, as you mentioned, we have satellite TV, so we have like a 1,000 stations to watch, and uh, we have massage chairs, so when you're in the chair, you're actually your back, and uh, your whole behind is getting a massage, which is really nice. I mean, honestly, people just want to come and hang out. (laughs) Well, that's a
2: good thing, though. I mean, if you build an environment like that, you know, you want people to sort of hang out. I mean, the more people that hang out, they're going to bring more people. You know, people begets people.
3: Absolutely.
2: So, I mean, the fact that you created a place where people just want to stop in and, you know, have something from your juice bar, you know, it just kind of, you know, other people will say, well, why don't you come in? I'm going to hang out at the juice bar, and you can get your veneers done. Exactly.
3: And, you know, I really, you know, my main goal besides putting everyone at ease was really to unlearn a lot of the fears and negative feelings people have about going to the dentist. And I really wanted to leave people with that impression that, you know what, it's really not a bad thing. And, uh, a lot of, you know, a lot of people put off going to the dentist until something hurts, and by then it's usually too late.
2: Well, preventative so, medicine is always the best. Bullet. And we, have to, we have to take a quick break, and then we're coming back, and then we'll talk more about your opinions on celebrity teeth and political candidates' teeth. Okay, How's perfect. that? Stay tuned. Oh, okay. We'll be right
4: back.
1: Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, yachts, parties, festivals. At Rack and Roll Productions, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, book releases, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio. Rack and Roll Productions gets the job done whether it's an intimate party or a production with 2,000 people. In fact, you've probably seen and heard our work on the E-Channel, MTV, The Howard Stern Show, or in the pages of numerous newspapers and magazines. Now it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of Rack and Roll productions, visit us online at ww.rac That's r-a-k and r-o-l-l entertainment.com or call one-eight one eight five nine seven zero seven zero zero premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio rack and roll productions, we do it all. ww
4: Every Monday at 1 p.m. PST, right here on the Voice America channel.
5: Young people, do you want a forum to discuss your ideas and thoughts about what matters most to you? Speak Up brings together diverse voices, cultures, and ideologies from college-age adults across the country. Host Gina Holland provides a different perspective on how current affairs impact future generations. Broadcasting live every Thursday, Speak Up with Gina urges young Americans to think, ask pertinent questions, and affect change. That's Speak Up with Gina, Thursdays at 12 noon Pacific on the Voice America channel.
0: VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. If you have a question or comment, call in toll free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show. Here's Cindy Rakowitz.
2: We're back with the wonderful Dr. Cosden, and his practice is at the Oak Center for Cosmetic Dentistry. Um, he has two dental offices actually, one in Thousand Oaks, which is, you know, that's, you know, that's the showcase office, right Michael?
3: Absolutely.
2: Okay, but we can't ignore the fact that you have another office in Burbank, which is a little bit more convenient for all the writers that went back to work that can now afford to have dental work done.
3: Well, we're glad that strike is over.
2: I'm certain that you are. I'm certain that you are. You should have a writer special. (laughs) (laughs) You know, they have something to smile about now. Exactly. And when you smile, you want to smile perfectly. You really have to smile perfectly. One thing that I want to bring up before we go into the fun stuff like, you know, public figures and their teeth Uh is, you know... you really you you talk about how healthy gums is so important for you know you know overall health and that you know bad bacteria in your mouth can affect other parts of your body. You want to talk about that a
3: little bit? Yeah, you know it's it's really interesting. A lot of us uh, really disassociate our mouths from from the rest of our body, and they don't realize that everything is really related and. Um, You know, there's more bacteria in our mouths than really any other part of our body. And in the last 10 years, there's been lots of studies showing the link between gum disease and heart disease and also uh, diabetes. So, you know, going to see your dentist on a regular basis and getting your teeth cleaned, even if nothing's bothering you, is very, very important for just overall health.
2: Well, it is. It's preventative. I mean, you know, but people just... Think that they don't have to go. I remember, like when we were in, you know, when we were in elementary school and, you know, you know, public school as a kid. I mean, you had to show the schools that you went to your dentist. At least that's what New York City schools required. Right. I mean, you know, seriously, it was like going to a doctor and having your inoculations. If you if a if a child didn't go to a dentist, you know, I think once a year for a checkup, you know, there were problems with the school. I, yeah. And I think, you know, that's good thinking. I don't know if every
3: other state in the U.S. does that, but New York City was really pretty strict about it. Yeah, I know in California that they have a similar program. You know, we take occasionally get some kids that come in that need to have a form signed from the schools that everything is okay. But well, then, we, then we hit adulthood and all of that disappears.
2: And it shouldn't <laughs> because, you know what, because when you finish school, you're supposed to have learned as an adult, you know, you're supposed to be conditioned to do these things. And, yeah. you know, instead people would rather just forget about the things that are necessary. But, you know what, I, you know, I think it's important for you to talk about, like, you know, what kinds of things can happen if you're not going for preventative dental care. I mean, I know that cosmetic dentistry is your area of expertise, but you also have to share as a public service the importance
3: of good teeth and good health. Absolutely. I mean, you know, again, everything is related. And most people, and I, I really don't know the percentage, don't go to the dentist unless something is hurting them or bothering them or something breaks. And usually, at that point, it's too late that, you know, you're going to need a crown or a root canal or whatever you may need, and all that can be prevented. You know, if you come in in and see your dentist for a routine checkup twice a year, like the ADA recommends, you will be fine, and you can get all these problems uh, fixed and resolved before they become big problems.
2: No, exactly right, and that's really, really important. Okay, we want let's talk a little bit about your favorite smiles and celebrities. We know that you've worked with Jason Priestley and Aaron Carter, and um, you know I know that you're having a pretty good time watching the improvements and watching, you know, how they appreciate having a better set of choppers. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know,
3: let's talk about some celebrities and your favorite smiles. Well, you know, there's so many celebrities now that just have the most amazing smiles. And uh, a lot of times, probably the most famous smile that people will come in and tell me they want to look like is Julia Roberts. You know, her teeth, she just has a nice, big, broad, white smile. And everybody just associates her with that.
2: Well, she's also, it's also a very genuine smile, like we discussed earlier in the show. Right. You know, I don't, when she smiles, it doesn't look like she's having a strain. Not at all. You know, and I think that's really, really important. She's think, got a lot to, uh, to smile about. <laughs> she has a lot to smile about. She, she's extremely talented, and she seems to really be having a great time with her husband and kids. And, you know, one of the, one of the celebrities that have found that really great balance between, you know, personal and professional
3: lives. Exactly. Unlike you know, Britney Spears. Well, that's a whole other subject. You know, <laughs> Jessica Simpson is another, you know, younger actress singer, who's got a really nice girl-next-door natural smile also.
2: Yeah, she does. She really, really does.
3: Um, Katie Heigel Oh, yeah. Heigl. She's, you know, her teeth, What's fascinating about her, because I don't know if there's any fans out there who watch uh, Grey's Anatomy, but if they look at her teeth in the first season, her upper teeth were crooked. And if you look at her now, they're straight. And, you know, she did this without doing veneers or anything like that. She did this, and we're guessing, and I don't know this for a fact, but we're guessing that she's been using Invisalign, which is a way of straightening your teeth without wearing braces. And there are these clear, removable trays that you wear about 21 hours a day. And uh, I just saw some photos of her recently in the last week or so, and her teeth are absolutely perfect. No, and, they, um, they
2: are, they are indeed, and she has a very perfect smile, and she has a lot of, um, you know, she, her her marketability have, has boosted so much so after she took, you know, the Emmy and, um, you know, has become a movie star now.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And, and if, you know, just because her teeth are fixed, I think she'll be more marketable and uh, get better roles and make more money. Absolutely. Well, there you go. Listen, Hollywood. I mean, you know, you could go from,
2: you know, just uh, a television regular to a movie star if you get your teeth done, and you could call Michael Cosden at the Oak Center for Cosmetic
3: Dentistry to make this happen. And, you know, every, it's not just limited to actors and actresses. You know, everybody can have the smile they've dreamed of. It's really obtainable both financially and within a reasonable amount of time. And, you know, I've seen lives change. You know, when people, I've seen people come in unhappy, have always covered their teeth, never really smiled, and we've done a smile makeover for them. And, you know, their whole lives have turned around. They've lost weight. They've started dating. They've gotten married. They've gone in and got better jobs because they're more confident. And um, it's really one of those life-changing events by having a smile makeover done. It, no, it's really true, and
2: it has more longevity than some of you know the short-term cosmetic enhancement stuff that's out there now. I mean, when people go for Botox, it works, but it only works for like three months. Right, and you know, granted, it might not be you know it might not be as costly as something more long term. But isn't it better if a person is going to change their image to have something more long term that they don't have to worry about putting in their calendars? Oh, I got to go. My lines are coming back. Absolutely,
3: you know. Other, you know, when you fix your teeth, you know, you're getting the benefit of obviously looking better, but you're getting even a better benefit because your teeth are going to be healthier. And it, which is just better for your all, overall immune system and your whole body in general. So, you know, you really get a, a whole bunch of benefits by fixing your teeth.
2: Oh, that's really for sure. Well, let me ask you, somebody quirky like David Letterman, I guess, you know, he's made a mark for himself in not having great teeth. So in his case, would you recommend that he would fix them or not fix them?
3: You know, I think Dave should just keep doing what he's doing. You know, <laughs> Even when he came back with his beard after the strike, you know, David Letterman. Some people, you know, Madonna is a perfect example. You know, if if you know, if you look at Madonna's teeth, she's got a large space, a gap in between her two upper front teeth, and she is known for that. And if right. she if she fixed that or changed that, it would just completely it would be Madonna.
2: Wouldn't that be is Madonna.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Same thing with Lauren Hutton, you know, who's a little bit more sixties.
5: Absolutely, but, you same know, space.
2: You know, but it's it, so it's interesting when you get to that. You know, if you're lucky enough to make a mark for yourself because of something unique, perhaps it's not always a great idea to run and get it done.
3: Right. But those are very special people. Absolutely. I mean, the average person, you know, like you, you or myself, would absolutely benefit by fixing something like that.
2: No, I, I agree with that entirely. There are so many people now, I mean, especially, you know, that I'm aware of it and working with somebody as talented as you are. Like now I'm always looking at people's teeth and, <laughs> you know, I'm trying uh, to. horrible.
3: You know, I watch, I'm sitting here watching uh, any TV show, American Idol, and I'm just staring at the teeth. Sometimes, you know I, I don't realize I do it but that's all you know I focus on well you know you should take notes and let
2: you know your publicity team know about it because you know every time you're watching something in the pop culture and you want to make an analysis you know what you could feed it to us so you're not sitting there for naught
3: Oh, I'd be more than happy to do
2: it. I mean, before, you know, you were just thinking to yourself, but now you have people that could actually talk about it for you. Right, absolutely. Um, no, but, I, again, we're you, know, you really seem to be passionate about the importance of health and the importance of life improvement, particularly by the showcase office that you built in Thousand Oaks. And um, let's talk a little bit before you go, because we have just a couple of minutes. Um, let's talk about the presidential candidates for a second. Okay, great. Um, you know, we we know in advance who, you're, who you think wins the presidential race
3: in terms of teeth, but why don't you share that with my listeners? Okay. Well, you know, it, it's interesting. I mean, I guess we basically have three candidates left. And, um, you know, the, their teeth really reflect them as a person, if you really look at them. And, you know, as you mentioned earlier, Uh, John McCain, you know, he's got... He looks like my grandfather. You know, his smile, he's never really had any cosmetic dentistry done, to my knowledge. And his teeth are really yellow and just... They're not perfectly straight, but they fit him. And uh, I definitely think he could benefit from uh, teeth whitening, for sure. I mean, his teeth really, really do age him. And I think he might even relate better with younger voters if his teeth were whiter.
2: Well, no, that's for sure. (laughs) That's for it sure. Could, you know it
3: can't hurt him.
2: But let's talk about, I mean, okay, we already know that, you know, obviously you gave, um, you know, Obama really high grades in terms of his smile.
3: You know, Obama's got a couple things going for him. And, if, you know, if you dissect his smile and you look at it, he really has a genuine smile. And it really, it's not forced. And when you look at it, he legitimately looks like he's a happy guy. And, uh, you know, on the other hand, he's also got perfectly straight teeth that are really nice and white and big. And uh, the guy's just got a really nice smile. And I think that really helps him out a lot.
2: No, well, you know, from from a marketing standpoint, as you know, like I'm brand obsessed You know, the reason why he's doing so well in the primaries is because his people really know how to brand, image, and market. (laughs) Okay?
3: Absolutely. He's got a great team. You see what happens
2: when people with, you know, people who know branding and people who work in cosmetics work together? I mean, you could have a winner. It's amazing. But we have to finish up right now, but I want to hear what you have to say
3: about Hillary before we wrap up and go. Well, you know, Hillary's teeth and her smile are just really... She's got some really bad dentistry done, and I, I, you know, I've looked at her smile. She's been on been on TV a, little, a lot lately, and she's really she's got a couple crowns, also known as caps, on her upper right teeth, and they just look fake. They don't match the rest of her teeth, and you know, for somebody of her stature and with financial means, her teeth. I was very shocked about how they looked. And again, her teeth are really yellow, and they age her also, and. Uh, Her smile, she really looks like very contrived, and she's forcing her smile. And um, she just doesn't have a really happy, natural smile.
2: And just yeah. think, if you did her teeth, Michael... I, you know, I, and I don't <laughs> want to
3: make any predictions or promises, but I know that if she stopped through my office, we can definitely get her more votes. I, I, I agree,
2: I agree but, with that, and I think we should get her in there the next time she's back in California. Well, listen, we have to wrap up. I want you on as a regular guest because you're so knowledgeable and so friendly, and, um, you know, everybody should go and see you for a consultation, and, um, you know, you could easily easily look up Dr. Michael cosden dds um he is online um and find out how you could look like you know katherine Heigel or julia roberts and i thank you for coming on the air with us so early michael oh, thank great, you for having me it's been my pleasure great valentine's day and i know that your teeth are beautiful so hopefully you'll have some great romance
3: too oh, i appreciate it
2: <laughs> okay thank you michael have a great day everybody you, okay
3: take care
0: Movie premieres, TV
1: specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, yachts, parties, At Rack and Roll Productions, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, book releases, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio. Rack and Roll Productions gets the job done whether it's an intimate party or a production with 2,000 people. In fact, you've probably seen and heard our work on the E-Channel, MTV, The Howard Stern Show, or in the pages of numerous newspapers and magazines. Now it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of Rack and Roll Productions. Visit us online at www.rack roll entertainment.com or call 1 818 597 0700. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, ready. Rock Rack and Roll Productions, we do it all. www.rack and
6: The ability to wield power, shape the environment and the outcome, and the desire to make things happen are essential characteristics of all great leaders. Explore the essence of leadership from an insider's point of view on Leadership Intuitions with Dr. Joseph Riggio, international coach, consultant, and advisor to leaders for over 20 years. Get the unvarnished inside story on how leaders in the spotlight take the critical decisions that deliver exceptional real-world results and why they sometimes spectacularly and publicly fail as well. Tune into Leadership Intuitions for a behind-the-scenes look at what gets great leaders up in the morning and what keeps them up at night. Go beyond the conventional advice about what great leaders are and what they do and learn how to create your own personal legacy as a leader. Leadership Intuitions with Dr. Joseph Riggio Broadcast each Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Channel. Leadership, intuitions, power, achievement, relationships.
5: If you want to put the pep back in your step, Chad Lafferty has just what you're looking for. Dance is life. Life is dance. It's only about dance. It's about moving through life with style, gaining awareness of the never-ending, ever-flowing movement that accompanies all of life's activities. Dance is Life. Life is Dance, broadcast every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Radio Network. Be sure to tune in and tap into the limitless healing that dance can provide. Can't stop now!
0: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Cindy Rakowitz has won more awards than she can hang on her wall, including three Clios. Call in now at 1-866-472-5788, and you can have one. Okay, maybe not, but she will answer your questions. Now back to Stars of PR with Cindy R.
2: We're back, everybody, on this wonderful Valentine's Day and staying on the theme of love, romance, kissing... We go to Beautiful Women and Playboy and I want to welcome photographer, photojournalist Andrew Einhorn. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning,
7: Cindy. Oh, you sound so alive and awake, but you didn't go to sleep, right? Uh correct. Didn't go to sleep. Was <laughs> up all night thinking of what to say.
2: Oh well no, I'm sure that you're gonna have plenty of say. I have to you know, I have to tell you a very funny story, okay? This will okay. make us connect faster. All right. Sure. I, you know, Scott Barton and I, you know, worked together. He worked for me when I was heading up all the public relations at Playboy Enterprises. And, um, you know, so, you know, he called me up and he asked me if I could have you on the show. And I said, yeah, sure, anything for you, Scott, you know. And then, you know, I, I needed the information so he sends me, you know, the DVD and he sends me the press release. And I have to tell you, Andrew, I almost like, I, I, I rolled on the floor laughing because the Playboy news release, you know, news from Playboy Entertainment Group is exactly the same as it was 20 years ago (laughs) I mean it like it didn't change like I thought you know I haven't been there for six years so I thought you know of course you know I mean they would have updated the press release materials and all. but no it's exactly exactly the same so I got this deja vu that I was approving improving you know set to approve all of these like 80 press releases that I had to approve every day and there you were (laughs) oh Good. Yeah, so Playboy TV kicks off the new year with Naked Happy Girls in San Francisco. Why don't you talk about what you've done here, Mr. Erotic Photojournalist?
7: <laughs> well said. <laughs> well, the, the TV show is sort of an extension of my life. I take naked pictures, usually of women in their homes. Uh, I tend to meet uh, strangers out in public or in restaurants or cafes, and I ask them if they'll pose for me so I can put them in my book. or are now on my website, and I'm just good at schmoozing. And what once just turned out to be what I do normally turned into a television show because I bugged Playboy. And I said, oh, I have this idea we should make into a show. And they said, I don't think so. There's not nearly enough sex for what we do. You're just some nice Jewish boy from Philadelphia that's convincing people to pose. But then they said, you know what? Well, maybe we'll give it a shot. And then they, we did a season last year in New York City. It went very well. And they said, okay, let's take it on the road. So this summer we went to San Francisco and we we changed the show a little bit. Instead of just me and my life and all the naked, fun photo shoots, they said we'll, we'll try to turn it into a slight travel-esque show. So we'll explore San Francisco, its neighborhoods, its people, its culture, its history, and then we'll mix that with the fun naked stuff. And uh, so we tell little stories about about neighborhoods and women. We even got some celebrities on this show. We got Sandy Hagar and Margaret Cho and former Mayor Willie Brown mixed with other local people. and telling stories about why San Francisco is a great city and why the naked happy girls from there are a pleasure to hang out with.
2: Okay, but San Francisco mayor, former San Francisco mayor, Willie Brown, doesn't take his clothes off.
7: Oh, yeah, and he jumps naked on a trampoline for us. Oh, yeah? (laughs) Andrew, I want to tell you why being naked is a wonderful thing. I'm (laughs) just a small man from Texas, and I love Chris Matthews. He's crazy. But being naked is the best thing ever.
2: No, No, he did not get
7: naked. (laughs) We talked about Barry Bonds a little bit and why he was trying too hard to to get the home run that put him over the top. But no, he was
2: Uh, not. No, No, Maybe then on a serious note, basically you're interviewing people that are tied to the city, and then you'll show the more fun part of the city.
7: Correct. Yes, if you will. Yeah, we try to explore themes too, like you know, environmental activists and uh, ethnic women from different neighborhoods, and um, just. Uh, things like that, where we could show off San Francisco for the city it was.
2: What got you into uh, What got you into um, photo- you know photojournalism? It sounds like you really are passionate about it, and you've been doing it for a long time.
7: Or were you long like time. really? Yeah. Well, it was it was an evolution. I've always been interested in radio and TV and film. I loved. I thought as a kid I'd want to be an actor or a movie star. And when I got to college, I decided I wanted to go into radio, television, and, and film. And I went to Temple University, and I thought I was going to do TV and movies. And when I, I found it really difficult, and I had trouble, and it was too many people involved. you were always one of, like, 30 people. And I took a photography course, and I'd always loved taking pictures, but I never thought of it as a profession. And I just fell in love with the fact that it was one-on-one, they would say, here's your assignments, just go out into the world and shoot this and this and this, and I did, and I I, I just liked the fact that it was just me, and I fell in love with photography, and I sort of gave up the radio, TV, film part, and I pursued the photography part, and even though my school didn't have a photo major, we had to compromise, and I became like a news photojournalism major, which really wasn't my thing, but when college ended, I, I went immediately to work for the Philadelphia Inquirer, a good paper. Great paper. I wasn't one of their staff members who were making, you know, $60,000 and won awards and came from Nebraska, but I worked sort of as a stringer, as a freelancer in the suburbs. But it was the greatest experience ever. I did that for four years and covered everything from news to sports to portraits to, you know, whatever a journalist would do. And I loved it. I had a blast. And I thought, well, I'll do this for the next 20 years. And then I kind of got tired of doing the same thing. Um... And I said, you know what, I think I'm gonna shoot pretty girls and do some fashion. You know, my as a kid my my room was covered with posters of Sarah Fawcett and Cheryl Teagues and all that and I thought, well maybe I'll do that for a little bit. Oh, so I listen. Did that. It's, yeah. it's a it's good it's a good business. It's a good living. Yeah. Not bad. <laughs> my mother would have preferred a doctor, a roofer or a plumber, but it was it was okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But, you know, so tell us a little bit more about how you approached... You went to San Francisco, and you have naked happy girls. So how did you find your naked happy girls?
7: Well, as you can imagine, I mean, part of it had to be a little bit pre-planned. We had these themes that we wanted to come up with, and it was basically we divided the city up into sections and, and tried to attack different neighborhoods and said, you know, let's go to Knob Hill and find, like, a rich girl in Knob Hill, and then we'll compare her to someone from the Castro, or, uh, actually, we had a lesbian from the Castro, or a, a poor girl from the Mission, uh, and then, well, let's go to Chinatown, because San francisco got this notorious Chinatown, we'll find a Chinese girl from there, we'll compare her to a Mexican girl, um, so a lot of it was about going to different neighborhoods, I can't remember them all, because there were so many, and I'm a New Yorker, but, um, yeah, it was just uh, an attempt of explore different neighborhoods, and find women that might represent those neighborhoods, and then some of San Francisco's history. Plus, we also went to uh, Marin County. Um, we went to a, I did a shoot outside at a beautiful house with a hot tub and a lot of big gardens. We talked to some people that were sort of part of the 60s and had been involved in the Grateful Dead and the Jefferson Airplane and got their take on where the city's been and where it's going to and why they loved it, uh, also the whole sexual freedom of San Francisco, what an open city it is and, and why it works.
2: That's pretty bohemian. Yeah, it's pretty bohemian. <laughs> it's it pretty bohemian. Funny. Yeah.
7: A, yeah, the New Yorker it was a really good experience because you hear about other cities like San Francisco, but unless you're there and seeing it and talking to people, you don't quite get the feel. So I really liked it. I probably would live there over New York, but I liked it a lot.
2: Oh you were and how long did you have to be there to get uh, this thing done? Two months. That's a long time. You became sort of a resident.
7: I was. A long time. Done <laughs> between uh, Union Square, which is very touristy, and uh, the Tenderloin, which is kind of uh, more of a get- ghetto of San Francisco. It's a very odd area. Um,
2: well, uh, I yeah. would bet. I would bet. Well, Naked Happy Girls in San Francisco, um, it's airing on Playboy TV um, nightly, I see, from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Time. Yes. Um, so it's really going on right now as we speak. We're going to stay on for another segment together, if it's okay with you. We soon have to take a commercial break. But I want to hear more in the next segment about, you know, what it's like for you to cajole cajole with people to, you know, take their clothes off and whether any of them started to come on to you and all kinds of stuff like that. So, you know, get ready for some really fun stories in the next segment. Stay tuned with uh, Andrew Einhorn, okay?
0: Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. (laughs) VoiceAmerica.com.
1: Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, yachts, parties. At Rack and Roll Productions, we do everything. Except make empty promises. Grand openings, book releases, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio... Rack and Roll Productions gets the job done whether it's an intimate party or a production with 2,000 people. In fact, you've probably seen and heard our work on the E-Channel, MTV, The Howard Stern Show, or in the pages of numerous newspapers and magazines. Now it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of Rack and Roll Productions. Visit us online at That's R-A-K-N. R-O-L-L entertainment.com or call 1-818-597-0700 radio premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio show. rock and roll productions. We do it all. www.raknrollentertainment.com rollentertainment.com
4: We all know that somebody. They are always in a great mood, always smiling, always getting exactly what they want. What if that somebody could be you? Let Andrea with an eye help you find your personal bliss every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America channel. Explore the endless possibilities of using the law of attraction through faith, trust, and support. Tune in Wednesdays to Ask Andrea, the law of attraction in action on the Voice America channel yourself from the prison of your conditioned thoughts and destroy barriers that hinder your success. Tune into Empowered Living, Life, Truth, and Being Free with host, speaker, writer, and personal coach Steve Mariboli. Steve and his expert guests take you on a quest for truth and highlight philosophies and strategies that help you release your greatest self. It's time to shake off mediocrity, destroy personal barriers, live up to your greatest potential, and align with happiness, success, and excellence. With Empowered Living, Life, the Truth, and Being Free with Steve Maripoli. Broadcasting every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Empowered Living, Life, the Truth, and Being Free. Release the power within.
0: Stimulating talk. Gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Get free advice from crisis communications guru Cindy Rakowitz now. Call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now let's get back to more stars of PR. Here's your host and founder of Rack and Roll Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz.
7: Good
2: morning, good morning, and we're back with erotic photojournalist Andrew Einhorn. How do you like that, Andrew? Erotic photojournalist Andrew Einhorn.
7: I love it, love it. I came up with it myself. You know, we were trying to find a nice way of describing what I do. Well, is it art? Is it porn? What does this kid do? Well, I'm really a photojournalist, but I shoot sort of sexy pictures. How about erotic photojournalism? Sure, sold. I, I
2: like it. It's, well, listen, yes, it's a little bit more sexy than, you know, um, news guy from the Philadelphia Inquirer. Correct. You know, so I mean, yeah, it has yeah. a little bit of flair. So we're talking about Naked Happy Girls, San Francisco, and it's based on the popular hardcover
7: coffee table book
2: of the same name?
7: Correct. Yeah, it was my first book. I have two books. One was Naked Happy Girls, and I did a follow-up called Bubble Bath Girls, which was the bubble bath theme shot here in my new apartment in New York.
2: Wow. I mean, you know, so yeah. uh, this is it's accomplished for an erotic photojournalist to
7: have two books. Absolutely, and I'm working on my third. And actually, I was all ready to put it out, and then my publisher said, "No, you can't put it out yet because you didn't tell me." And uh, it was just a whole mess. He, my my publisher, basically said, "Well, we still have a lot of books to sell." And I wanted to try and self-publish my next book, which was a new venture for me. And he said, "Well, why don't you wait a year and a half and then see what you can do?" So
2: I don't know if you want to sell. I mean, I know self-publishing is just like you know a headache.
7: It's just so a here, headache. Yeah, I feel like it's important life step for me, though, so I really want to try it.
2: Well, you know what? Since you're the kind of guy that seems to want to try everything, why not, right?
7: Absolutely. If if
2: not for anything else, you could say that you have three books. Yep, yep. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Naked Happy Girls, San Francisco. You know, are there going to be other television specials that go into different parts of the world and the country?
7: Oh, that's a wonderful question. I have no idea, Cindy, what the future holds, but... I love people, and I love to travel. I'm great at schmoozing. I just imagine down the road that I I might be doing movies or documentaries. I might be going to the jungles of Madagascar and interviewing people. I'm not sure. I mean, I love the nakedness, and I would love to do that for a long time. But I think there are bigger and greater things out there for me, at least I hope.
2: Okay, well, you know, I think that's really – Madagascar is great. You know, there's a whole world of – you know, uncharted territory, but, you know, it sounds like you might want to be a more modern
7: National Geographic
2: explorer-discoverer.
7: Yeah, a Charles Corralt of this era, if you may.
2: All right, Jacques is the land and not the sea, right?
7: Yeah. Yep.
2: Hello? Yes. Are we still on the air? I heard a click. Maybe somebody yeah. got offended. I don't oh. know. Oh no! But we're back on the air. We could continue to promote your books and this show. I mean, this is the promotional hour. You know, Andrew.
7: It's like your yes, show. A, we- a website, nakedhappygirls.com, dot com, of course. Oh, and do is does that exist? Yes, for sure. It's what I'm working on full time now. Is to take all these wonderful pictures and the video interviews and the super eight films that I make and put them on a, a website. And that's going well.
2: Well, and, and people will go into NakedHappyGirls.com. Is that the URL?
7: Correct, exactly, Yeah. Well,
2: you, you own a hell of a URL. I'm sure you get lots of traffic. Yeah, I do. Is there, Are there chats available on it, or is it just something that you can look at?
7: Well, it's actually a pay site, but it, it, it's something that you can definitely look at and get a taste of, of video for free, and then if you want to pay $15, see lots and lots of video and still pictures, video to me is sort of at the core because even though I'm a great I'm a good photographer and I take nice pictures I love to interview the people and sort of break down their their defenses and get to know them as people and where they forget that they're naked and they can open up and talk about life and who they're voting for and how their teeth are and who they're kissing and all things like that.
2: No that's great. Well okay, how do you cajole your subjects into begin you know you're doing video, okay? So it's yeah. not still photography. How do Correct. you and they're and they're naked? How do you cajole them into feeling comfortable? I mean, you have to probably cajole them into taking their clothing off.
7: Yeah, I like the word schmooze, but cajole is good, too.
2: Hey, Um, listen, it says cajole on your press release, so I'm just going with it. I'm I'm a cajoler, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. No, but schmooze. Okay, well, you you know
7: what? On that end, really, uh, comedy plays a big role. Um, I think being able to connect with somebody quickly and find out what they're about and making them feel comfortable. It's all about the comfort level. You know, when I first meet somebody, I always try to guess their ethnic background. I love to photograph people from different countries or ethnic mixtures. So I'll look at someone and say, wow, are you a mixture of Pakistani, Irish, and Lithuanian, and or Israeli and uh, Chinese with a touch of Russian, and they usually say, oh, no, you're close, I have this and this and this, and that gets the ball rolling. Um, so as far as meeting somebody making them feel comfortable, comfortable, helps. Um, But once you have them in person, um, boy, it's just being friendly, being open, being able to make them laugh. Uh, A little champagne never hurts. Um, (laughs) Also explaining to them, look, I'm going to be here for a couple hours. This is very informal. I'm not a poser. I don't need you to lift your elbow this way and do this. We're just two people hanging out, and I'm really genuinely interested in who you are, what you're doing in life and what it's all about, and then when they realize that, they sort of soften up a little bit. I also tell them, look, I'm going to take 653 pictures today, so don't worry about each one. If your eyes are closed, if you're falling off the bed, if you're jumping on the couch, um, it's all good. And they, they sort of get it. And then we can proceed and just really have fun, which is another thing that's really important for me is, is for the model to have fun. I want everyone to really enjoy it. And when I'm prefacing a shoot, I say it's going to be the best three hours you'll have in the, less, in the next six months. So I think they understand that I really want them to have fun. No,
2: I yes.
7: <laughs> and that comes through in the pictures, too, because when they're smiling and they have pleasant expressions, it makes them look happy, and then the viewer tends to feel more comfortable that they're looking at a picture where someone wasn't like, ah, oh, you know, spread your legs and look bitchy. They they just they look nice, and they're like they're happy to be there.
2: Right, but right, you know, and they feel comfortable. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> they feel very, very comfortable. How did you find them? How did you find the people that, your subjects?
7: Well, in New York, San Francisco, or other, I mean, it's probably different in different places. In San Francisco, we sort of staked out different areas that, again, we we wanted to do shoots on. So we would go to a certain neighborhood and maybe even just stand outside a certain location or go to a a certain coffee shop, or sometimes people were recommended to us. Um, We had a few girls that wanted to be in Playboy magazine, and they sort of settled, I guess, for me, as second best. Well, I'm not good enough to be a playmate, but you know what? This show, Naked Happy Girls, is good, so I'll do this one. Well, so it's, sort still of
2: the, a... it's still the Playboy affiliation.
7: Correct, yes.
2: You know, I mean, when you say that, you know, when a girl always wants to be in Playboy, you know, maybe they can't be a playmate, which they all want to be, right? Yeah. But, yeah. you know, there's always, there's always you.
7: Yeah, and <laughs> the next best thing. I, mean, I, have to say, I have wonderful teeth and good dental hygiene, which goes a long way. <laughs> so you flash, an, flash a good smile, people see that you take care of yourself. I think that counts for something, too.
6: <laughs>
7: I give my mother credit on that one, because as a kid, we always, six months, always had our teeth cleaned, so... No, well,
2: did you listen to my first segment? Um, yes, I did. Oh, that's why you're talking about the teeth a
7: lot. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I do, but I am a big fan of the teeth, and when I meet a woman, I'll say, wow, I love your shoes, that's a nice outfit, or, where are you from, and you're... Wonderful teeth. Congratulations. I love that. (laughs) See, it's very important. It's very important. Very important.
2: You know, it's a smile that really gets anything that you want. Well, it sounds like you got a lot of things that you wanted. And Temple University, by the way, is a wonderful institution. Those of us from the East Coast, you know, are very familiar with it. People from the West Coast aren't that familiar with it. But it sounds like you had a pretty good life.
7: Well, it sounds that way. Why is it such a struggle then? I don't
2: know. Well, because you're a creative kind of guy, and I think that you yeah. always want to do things better. It's very apparent that you want to, you know, you want to do something that's impactful and special and makes a difference. And, um, yeah. you know, I, I think that it's, you know, you're very driven and you start out with, you know, Playboy TV and your coffee table books and, yeah. you know, God knows what can become next. I mean, you could be also doing Naked Girls in Madagascar, but I don't know if that's different for them.
7: I would love to. Maybe Indonesia, throw in there, too. I'm a big fan of Southeast Asia, so.
2: Yeah, I mean, but you could, hey, listen, you could yeah. really be politically Provocative, and you could do, you know, the Middle East. I mean, you know, oh,
7: I'd love to. You yeah. never
2: know, like, you know, the girls of Afghanistan. I mean, you just don't know. I mean, how would that yeah. be?
7: I would. And be... if I can, if I can help to make the world a better place, bring a little peace between, you know, the Jews and the Arabs along those lines. What a wonderful thing that would be. Well,
2: it is. I mean, it is. It's like take off the baca. <laughs> <laughs> Did mean, you say baka or burka? Oh, that, that's right. Well, you know, I was using my New York accent, but you're right. Oh, okay. Take off the burka. Yep.
7: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> or, you know, um, boobs with the burkers. I mean, as long as they have their heads covered, I, I think that the rest of the body is okay.
7: Yes, absolutely. Good point. Yeah. I,
2: I'm being very silly, but you seem like, you know, you seem very, very aggressive and talented. I looked at the show, and um, I think it's a lot of fun to watch. You did a really good job of including, you know, um, interviews with San Francisco Mayor Willie Brown and musician Sammy Hagar and comedian Margaret Chow. And, you know, you really did your homework, and you made it into a really fun, enjoyable show, and everybody should tune in so that you don't have to self-publish your other book. I mean, I think uh, that, you know, am I right? Yeah.
7: Everybody should get Playboy TV. It's fun. It's not your father's Playboy. You know, there's a lot of variety. There's my show. Ah, it's an excellent go-to. And you're like, ah, the sports are boring. The TV show's boring. Let's see what's on Playboy.
2: No, it's 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 a fun companion to have in your living room. There's no doubt about it. And I congratulate you for getting this done. I think that you're on your way to really great things, but in the meantime, I want everybody to tune in to Andrew Einhorn's Naked Happy Girls in San Francisco during Playboy TV, you know, primetime, 8 p.m. to 11 p.m., and check out Goliath books, and check out the website, and make Andrew Einhorn a naked happy boy. How's that? <laughs> Listen, wonderful, Cindy. Thank you for joining our show, Andrew. It's really a pleasure to meet you. And we have to wrap up right now. Is there any last words that you want to say to people for Valentine's Day?
7: Oh, uh, kiss your lover, get him or her naked, drink some champagne, and enjoy life today.
2: Well, there you go, everybody. We're going to sign off with those words of wisdom. Thank you, Andrew Einhorn. Thank you, Cindy. Okay.